0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Hello,
3: everyone. Welcome to another new episode of ESL Talk. Thank you so much for joining us again for another great episode today. We're going to be talking about making the leap into ESL Even though we have teachers of all different ranges of experience, backgrounds, and knowledge levels, it's still really important to give a helping hand to those new teachers or those who are just starting out in the journey. I know we speak quite often to teachers who want to get started teaching online. They don't know where to begin or they don't really know what steps to take. So what we'll do today is we'll speak to our special guest, Erica, and she's gonna share with us how she made the leap into ESL teaching online. And also, she's going to share a little bit about how this podcast helped her too, which is really, um, really nice to hear as well. So we'll get into that shortly, but before we do, we just have a couple of announcements that we need to make before we get started in today's episode. So first of all, if you're not already, please do give us a follow on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast. We're up to about 3,500 followers right now, but if you do enjoy what we do and you'd like to support us and find out a little bit more about our guests and the episodes, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We also now have a YouTube channel which is up and running. You can find that on our website by just going to esl talk.com, where you can click the link for YouTube so you can watch and listen to all of our episodes if that's what you prefer. And you can also get access to all of our previous episodes on the website as well. One other thing if you'd like to become a guest on future episodes, we get requests every week. So we have a really nice um, list of amazing and wide ranging topics that we're going to discuss in future episodes. You can also do that on the website, just go to the website esl-talk.com, click the button Be a Guest, and then you can just fill in a few short details and apply to be on a future episode, which is great because, again, we've got lots of fantastic episodes upcoming over the next few weeks, so looking forward to meeting you, interviewing you, and having you on the podcast as well. And just one more thing, if you're not already subscribed, please do subscribe to us on Spotify, or on Apple Podcasts and do leave us a review. It really does help us with the algorithm and to help us grow and to build every week. So if you could do that, that would be really appreciated. And then of course, if you need resources, materials, ESL lesson plans, we have you covered with our partners at esl-curriculum.com, that's crystal clear ESL, where we can give you up to 600 plus interactive ready-made ESL lessons. Simply just log in, find the level or the type of English that you teach, and you can get started with all the materials there and a two-week free trial at esl-curriculum.com. All right, so I think it's about that time to get into today's interview. We're going to be speaking to our guest Erica, who's going to talk to us about how she made the leap into teaching ESL online and share her experiences as a non-native English speaker teaching online, how she overcame those challenges and how you could do that as well. So let's get started with today's interview.
1: Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European Linen. Premium luggage options,
3: buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more—and is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news?
3: I'm here with Erica for this part uh, for this week's interview. Hello, Erica. Thank you so much for joining us.
4: Hi, Daniel. Thank you very much for inviting me. Such a pleasure.
3: Thank you. Likewise. Likewise. So we're talking today about making the leap into ESL teaching, um, and as we do with all our guests, we just like to start by asking you, Erica, if you could talk a little bit about your journey into ESL teaching and what inspired you to pursue this as a career
4: yeah sure so it's been a roller coaster so (laughs) starting from Mm -hmm. the really beginning Mm -hmm. Um, i'm originally from italy and after my degree i entered the luxury hospitality field Um, Mm -hmm. so i started working in italy um, for the dorchester collection and then in the uk um always for them and in the uk is where i became a sommelier i um, obtained my level two certificate in viticulture and enology uh, eventually uh, me and the family moved to singapore and over here i joined um four seasons hotel and resorts um uh, you know their corporate their corporate office um as a sales system specialist and it was in singapore during my years there when i stumbled into teaching um was really by chance and i loved it to be honest (laughs) so i yeah um basically i was in a facebook group uh for foreigners in singapore and there was this woman that approached me in my dm asking me if i could you know chat with her because her english was not great and um she had just arrived so she was by herself um, did not have anyone to talk to so I was like yeah why not Um, at that time I was still home we were not there for long and so I remember that we would meet weekly for a couple of hours during my daughter's nap time and and we would literally talk through you know have a conversation and And then at the end of our chat, I would give her my feedback and, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, just a couple of tips on, on grammar and I would give her a little video as a homework, you know, for the following week. And, and yeah, that's, that's how I started. And from that time onwards, really, I randomly started receiving requests from, Different people, like, uh, can you please help me out? And I, I was actually was very joyful, you know, because it was something mm. that I, I really liked. Um, and then last autumn, I came across uh, your podcast, and that was when uh, I started realizing, okay, I might can make a serious career out of this uh, passion of mine.
3: Yes. That's great. That's wonderful. And yeah. it's so nice. You know, I I did receive your emails and it was really encouraging to hear that you found them inspiring and useful and helpful and that it helped Indeed. you pursue this career path, because I know now you're creating your own content, you have your own Instagram page, you're getting lots of uh, interaction there. So it's a really yeah. positive spot. So I'm glad that we could help you on that journey, Erica. So yeah. um, tell us a little bit about How have you prepared yourself for the demands of teaching English as a second language Um, and what specific training or qualifications have you obtained to help you with this? Right.
4: Yeah. So I, to be honest with you, I went through a series of um, different courses and I have to be honest, um, out there on the internet, there is tons of stuff and it can be quite tricky and daunting at the beginning, understand what is worth and what having a look and what is not. Um, so I um, did at first a first the Tesla foundation course uh, online. Um, also to have an idea, you know, like, okay, I want to pursue this as a career. Am I serious enough? Is it really what I want to do? You know, like, am I just enjoying it? Because I do it sometimes, but it's not my full time job. So I also because this is anyways a cost. I mean, let, let's face it, all these courses have a cost as well. And so I wanted to be sure, of course. And yeah, after this uh, initial uh, course that I did, um, I decided to enroll myself in a level five tesol that I'm currently uh, about to finish. <laughs> uh, and I'm very, very happy about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um so, yeah, this is what I could do also because of my family, right? I have two kids, they're still very young and I could not take time off going anywhere or even doing uh, lessons um, during certain time of the day. It was impossible for me um, because maybe I, you know, to fetch them from school, prepare dinner, you know, it's literally real yeah. life things of that course, happens. Course.
3: Yeah, I understand. And I, I I think it's, you know, it's really encouraging you decided that you want to take this seriously and you've gone out there to try and get qualifications because, you know, we always try to say to our listeners and to our teachers that, you know, qualifications are very useful. They give you the tools in your toolbox to be a better teacher, to be a more effective and efficient be? teacher. Now, you know, you can go all the way up to master's degrees and PhDs if you want to get really technical. But again, a lot of us practically cannot do that. Um, but it's definitely something to do is to look at training. even if it's for certain exams you want to prepare like IELTS or um, TOEFL for example there's certifications and there's things you can do to help you prepare for those um for sure and TOEFL is is the is the great you know starting point and then we have things like CELTA and Delta beyond that and TESOL diplomas so there's lots of things out there and it's really important because when you meet your students you can make sure you have the best lessons and you can give them you know not just classes that are going to help them, but classes that are actually going to meet their needs, their level and help them progress. That's what it's all about. So it sounds amazing that you've kind of in a short time, you've already had this very, you know, interesting and unique journey. So what are some of the challenges you faced, Erica, um, teaching ESL so far and, and how have you overcome them?
4: Uh, yeah. So I, I still am at the starting point of <laughs> my ESL journey. Right. Um, Generally speaking, there are many obstacles that um, I came across, you know, and I still every day uh, find the students juggling uh, the teaching with the frenetic social media uh, Mm -hmm. world and advertising the business and being the admin (laughs) of the business, uh, finding and creating, you know, engaging materials, uh, good work-life balance, I could mention maybe even many more you know but what really helps me at the end of the day is uh maybe there are some resources that i can find on the internet or community of uh, like-minded professionals you know um, and podcasts like yours uh, that make me feel part of something a reality right Uh, this is the power of a Storytelling, sharing experiences, Mm -hmm. and somehow in every single episode of your podcast, I, I can see a little bit of me. To be honest, and I suppose that this will happen to many other listeners. Um, Yeah, 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 I think so. so. I think
3: community. You know, again, it's something we really stress. Community is key, and having people around you who've been through the journey, who can help you and give you you know tips and and advice and put you in the right direction is really useful and again I'm I'm really glad that you that you feel that our our content resonates with you um and again yeah. I know a lot of people do find it useful and and I think it just shows that you're not alone like everyone's going through this journey and we're all at different points but at every step of the journey you know there's there's things you can do to always improve which is which is wonderful um so yeah of that's course. a great reflection so how would you describe your teaching style and what are some strategies did you find uh, that were engaging all your students?
4: Right, so um, maybe because of my previous career and my background in hospitality, um, I possibly approach my lessons and my styles a little bit in an unconventional kind of way, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, So I usually let my students talk freely at the beginning of our classes so I can understand their mood. If they are in their talkative mood, if they are a little bit more introvert that day or what's going on. Uh, Generally speaking, I tend to plan um, my class, let's say my classes in a kind of dynamic way, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I want them to, of course, to focus on what they need, what they want not just because we have four skills then you know giving to give to every skill to each skill like the same amount of time depending on their needs and then we're gonna tackle each one in a in a different way uh for different um time um usually the speaking is the time that we focus a little bit more uh because like right now everyone that Um, I met happened Mm -hmm. to be very interested in conversation which I understand because um, back in the days when I was uh, you know studying myself in high school and stuff like that that was possibly the skill that was lacking in classes and these are people that had my same possibly background Mm -hmm. in terms of being um, silent during the classes listening to somebody else and so they did not have that practice that time you know yeah absolutely. um so yeah usually i just you know uh prefer a few activities uh reading an article maybe some comprehension from there we learn some target language and we drill a little bit into the target language and then i plan exercises like you know matching sentences so column mm-hmm. a column b match the Um, the sentence, gap-filling, but what I like and what they usually like is (laughs) (laughs) role-plays, where we imagine a real-life situation or maybe um, they tell me something that really happened to them and maybe they could not, Answer, or they could not say what they wanted to say, and then you know after days they were like, oh, I should have said that, or you know now that I know that, I I should have um, uh, approached the situation in a different kind of way. So we try to focus on these kind of um, moments, events, and uh, build confidence on on these yeah
3: i see that makes a lot of sense and i think it's nice that you can relate from you know from yourself growing up in another country and learning other languages you can kind of identify with that so yeah um, you know you mentioned that you worked in and and lived in singapore for a while and you were teaching there so that's a very different cultural context to italy or the uk where you are now so how do you adapt your teaching approach depending on the background or the culture of your students
4: Right, So I have to say that um, generally I teach adults, uh, not children. The children that I teach mostly are my children. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but even though so I taught for um, in, in Singapore, but I have to say I've mainly been doing this online. So despite being in Singapore or wherever in the world, you need to adapt. You know, to different cultures because maybe you're in Singapore, but then the the student is I don't know in South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, so I believe anyway there is also always you know a um, a point where you need to challenge yourself, and I think in general coming from a like respectful uh, and understanding point of. Um, point of view and promoting differences, you know, as something fascinating to learn about is a good way to approach like a culture that we might be, um, uh, you know, not familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of my students are business English students, but some others are general English. And for instance, if I have um, somebody that wants to study general English, I might approach in my first lessons uh, or maybe really the first one uh food because <laughs> i find that food has a uh, really the power of bringing everyone together in a very convivial and likable conversation and um and food you know like um if we talk about food like that it can seem a little bit you know can can seem a little bit mundane as a as a topic but I believe that always depends on the context, like how we approach the topic. We can be very specific. We can work on vocabulary that, uh, you know, like only the professionists know, you know, like, (laughs) and so, yeah.
3: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And common topics are a really good way to connect and to bridge the gap among cultures. And, you know, it's great for food, especially. It's great for comparing, describing, contrasting, talking about similarities and differences. You know, for example, the food in Italy versus the food in the UK, you can make a lot of comparisons and talk about how great it is in Italy and how terrible it is in the UK. So that's.
4: In the UK, we're very lucky because we have a lot of, you know, influences from different cultures. So luckily, we have a lot of good food. Luckily,
3: (laughs) yeah. Good save. (laughs) Nice save, Erica. Okay, so... One challenge then, you know, that as a new teacher or just starting out and, you know, making the mm-hmm. leap into ESL teaching um, is assessing students' level. And, you know, they'll, they'll ask you, what's my level? How good am I at this? You know, what would you say is my proficiency? So how would you do this? And what are some tools or techniques that, you know, newer teachers could use to help them?
4: All right. So it's, it's not easy, to be honest. And thanks goodness I decided to do these courses and, you know, to uh, dig a deep a bit deeper uh on these kind of um subjects because um i usually assess my students for the very first time we had like a very informal chat right in english um, is a smart way to get to know each other, um, know their hobbies, you know, so I can even personalize the, the classes, you know, on what they want to do, what they like, and and everything um, makes more sense for them. Uh, also, I need to understand their personalities, you know, and um, what they want to gain from me in my course, uh, ultimately. Um, I I know that we have a um, a few tools like you know Cambridge um, Cambridge website has like a test your English page yes. right yes. which is pretty nice to be honest but what I noticed is that a few students they lacking confidence. And when they do these kind of tests is not good for them. They just come back to me. Oh, I, I've been doing, um, horribly because you know, like, um, I'm very down. I just scored this much and I hope that I, I would have scored like this much. And so I, I usually, um, and this I uh, do even during the courses. Like I assess them. I assess them um, against the general guidelines that we have. For example, I know that an upper intermediate student uh, should know how to use the second conditional, use the perfect and um, perfect continuous sentences. And if I uh, talk to these learner and I see that they can consistently um, use those forms, I can say, okay. We are starting from an upper intermediate, and now we can build on. We can do, mm-hmm. I don't know, phrasal verbs, third conditionals, idioms, all these things that you may be lacking, you know, on right now. So yep. I hope that that makes sense. Um, but yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of tools, and like you mentioned, um, I know Oxford um... Uh, or Cambridge um, I, I know they both actually have um different yeah, possibly, tests, yeah. grammar tests um simple proficiency tests ways to test your English there's a lot of tools out there I mean if you, you just do a simple google search test my English score you'll find a lot of tools there as a beginner teacher so you can start working with your student and like you said I think it's really important What you mentioned Erica, just because a student feels their level isn't good you know they're not a number and you're working on their confidence, their skills, their, mm-hmm. their motivation. Um, you know, okay. these are really important. Um, so let's continue this idea of motivation. What strategies do you use to motivate and inspire your students, you know, especially those who might be struggling or might lack confidence? What are some ways to help bridge that gap?
4: Yeah. So um, I have um, mainly, um, I had intermediate level students right um, or within that range from the pre-intermediate intermediate upper intermediate that is what I came across um, as of right now to be honest. Um, it can be challenging as a um, for a student when they have a wide, level gap, for instance, in one skill or another. And uh, for instance, their speaking skill is not that good, but the reading is uh, perfect, you know, um, depending on their personality, and um, what is their goals, basically, uh, I, I use maybe different techniques. Um, one of those could be well, First of all, I always explain to them why we do those exercises, right? Sometimes yep. they look at me like, oh my goodness, you're crazy. Why do you make me talk so much? No, but
3: <laughs> why is it so important? You need to explain how it Exactly.
4: Relates to so exactly. To yep. So I I always tell them why we do some things and um they are not always very happy at the beginning because they, you know, I find that these students in the intermediate level, they really lack in confidence. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know what happens. I think that around the intermediate level, there is a kind of stagnant situation yeah, where they feel that they're not progressing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we have the plateau because it's easy to make progress at lower levels. But once you hit those higher levels, it's, it's, it's not as noticeable the progress that you make.
4: Exactly. Yes. So depending on what they want to do, I may tell them to uh, repeat things out loud, right? When they read, repeat out loud. And then I send them recordings like today, this morning, I spent the morning uh, recording myself. (laughs) And I sent all this recording to my students so they can listen to the recording and then they can repeat out loud. Um, Because I explained to them basically that we need to create a connection between our brain and our tongue that could be deeper with, you know, uh, lips and tongue whatever, but it's just easier for them to get to understand. And so I explained to them this connection. And if we don't connect these two, even though you can read it perfectly inside your mind, the first time that you're going to pronounce this word, you're gonna blurp it out in a kind of way that it will be impossible for other people to understand you,
3: mm-hmm. so. That's really important to mention and then to make those connections as well. And this is something that I really, I really wish I still had the motivation to do as a new teacher when I started out was Taking hours and hours to perfect your craft and to get better and to want to know more and to want to be better. And recording takes so long. I know how long it takes, I know. you know, making this podcast and making edits. And again, to all the listeners, I'm so sorry because sometimes I make mistakes. I I miss things. I you know, I, I don't take things out that I should. So I know how difficult it is, especially as a new teacher. Um, so it's really important to to you know keep working on these things building up your skills building up your confidence as well as a teacher and i know students really appreciate that erica so how do you um stay up to date with latest developments and trends in esl teaching you know what resources do you use to help you teach
4: right so um i found i came across the british council website Uh and i found that they have a few courses which is uh, pretty nice because most of them are free Mm -hmm. and uh, they can really inspire you somehow, right? Um, There was one that was saying something like uh, the skills that an online teacher should have uh, in 2023, for instance, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So there are all these courses and I, um, so I usually take those courses, those courses are um, live for like four weeks and you can have like a kind of forum with other teachers. So you can actually share the experience, you know, uh, which is very important, I believe. Also earlier in our interview, you mentioned that, you know, I did these courses, but there is the uh, Delta, the CELTA, masters and stuff like that. So I decided to pace myself and keep in mind all these courses and i have a few goals for instance within five years down the line i would like to enroll in a master um, in linguistic you know and this is going to be one of the things that will keep me up to date uh you know in two years time i would like to take the uh, celta you know and this is another so in this way i believe somebody like me especially that is not fresh from you know a degree and um has a few things to um look at before um being able to enroll in a course and stuff like that uh can be very helpful you know it can be doable at that point um what I want to remember and what I have to stress myself as well to remember is that I cannot do everything in once. No. I am such a perfectionist. I want to know everything. I want to give the best to my students because I've, you know, I think that teacher has that imposter syndrome, you know, that we, we feel that do. if we don't <laughs> if we don't have the yeah. best degree, if we don't have the best knowledge of everything, then we should not teach, you know, and stuff like that.
3: Yeah. But, it's it's not the most important thing. Like it is helpful, but it's not <laughs> the most important thing. It's just like, you know if I want to climb a mountain and I've never climbed a mountain before, and I don't have the right equipment and I don't have people to guide me and I don't know what the weather's going to be like, and I don't know how much food I'm going to need, I can do it, but it's very exhausting and difficult and stressful. And I have to, you know, think about so many things. But if I do training programs, if I take time to reflect, if I, get feedback from my students, if I develop my own materials, if I reflect on those materials, if I take a CELTA, take a Delta, do them, it takes time, it's a process. So that after 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you are able to adapt and be flexible and work with most students and be easily, you know, able to, in your mind, know, okay. I'm gonna do a B C or I can do this today, or this might work, or this isn't gonna work, or I can do this so it's a lot of trial and error and and I think you've you've actually stumbled on something very very important for new teachers um and a lot of I know a, new, a lot of newer newer teachers listen um to us is like you said, Erica, don't try to do everything at once. Set goals. Um, I usually say a, a three, two, one goal. What I mean is something you want to do in three months, something you want to do in six months, something you want to do in one year. So,
1: yeah.
3: A short term goal that you can be working towards consistently and, and quickly and seeing progress. A medium term goal that maybe, you know, takes a little bit more time, but you'll get there. And then a one year goal. And then you can, you can, you know, you can make it as uh, however you want one year, two years, three years. Set yourself goals that are realistic, um, work towards them and, you know be flexible with them and and you'll make progress and you'll start achieving your goals you know i never thought you know like you that i would be doing this now i never thought that i would be <laughs> doing a podcast now that would that's actually you know doing well so it's it's a lot of you know a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of stress and when you have a family as well i can only imagine how difficult it is <laughs> to balance those demands as well so yeah how do you do this erica how do you balance the demands of teaching recording all your content managing your children your family the rest of your life like what strategies or tools do you use to help you manage your workload
4: i think that i should pass this question to somebody to actually get it all together okay <laughs> no i mean no honestly i i think that is a always a work in progress mm-hmm. um but as a person i'm quite organized i've always been quite organized um and i love it and i believe that that is a skill that everyone that, especially you know if you're self-employed or freelancing needs to develop at some point <laughs> in order to manage the load you know um that is one thing and then you know just try to find some little time for yourself. That can be even five minutes at the end of the day, um, meditating, inspire, you know, to inspire new ideas, or just, you know, gain a bit of stillness uh, after a hectic, hectic day. Um, yeah, those are little things. Uh, because as you said, I I have a family. So it's, it's not easy, you know, and and, just what i said earlier the five years goals that i have is because Mm -hmm. by that time i know that my daughter will be 10 and you know my son (laughs) will be seven and and then we can work right better on everything and at that point they will still need me but not as much as um they do now and and so you know i can approach different things in in life right um But yeah, so I, I usually am quite organized with, with what I do with my schedule during the week and yeah. Let's try to go through
3: that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's, that's the best advice. Be organized. Try to schedule your time really well. Um, I have lots and lots of blocks in my calendar every day for everything. And, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit late, uh, you know, and sometimes <laughs> I'm a little bit behind schedule or I miss things or I move things around. So I would say be very organized, have a good schedule, have some flexibility, have some slots, some gaps for yourself to help you each day um, and just, you know, try to do the best you can with your time. I think that's really important as well. Um, So so Erica, like, you know, for new teachers or teachers who are just starting out or they're thinking about getting into ESL teaching, Mm -hmm. what's some advice or some tips that you would share with them, you know, yourself having gone through this journey quite recently?
4: Uh, Yeah, so, well, I I could possibly... um, sounds like repetitive but to be honest um this change does not need to be a full uh career change all in once you know it took me um a few years actually five years before (laughs) i realized that i could do this and um i could approach it as a self-employed and uh full time, um, you can progressively move from one career to another. And, you know, if you connect with people in similar situations, um, can make life easier. You yeah. know, they might have a few advice. I, I for instance, connected with uh, Kate from balancing teachers.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And, and she gave me amazing advice. And I was I I was very happy, you know, like I was like, Yes, finally, I have a person that can understand what I'm going through. And Galina as well. Um, you know, so, yeah, find your community and one step at a time.
3: <laughs> That's great advice. And yeah, you know, um, I I see you've mentioned some of our previous guests who I connected with. Yes. The potential is amazing because through this podcast, I've met so many wonderful teachers who I've been able to keep in touch with and collaborate with and work with and network with. And it's been an amazing opportunity. And and there's things that you can learn from others that you never ever thought about or you never thought oh yeah actually why did i never think of that or that's a really easy thing i can do so this is really 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 important and very key as well this is great okay um i know again erica your journey hasn't been you know that long relatively speaking but you have still obviously done quite a lot in a short amount of time um so what would you say is the most important thing you've learned on this journey? Or what is one thing you've learned that you wish you were more prepared for, or that, you know, maybe you could advise others to be more prepared for?
4: Hmm, that's interesting. Um, so um, new people, um, new people for me is like um, meeting new people is very important. Okay. You know? So be open that, is one thing that i've always been though open to meet new people new cultures um new things happening um one thing that i wished i knew um (laughs) if ever (laughs) want, i wish i knew um, that right now i would have been you know in this situation and so possibly i could have um Had a different um, degree, you know. Uh, I yeah, I would have chosen a different degree, hundred percent. Something that I really, really liked, and Mm -hmm. not something that I did because I felt that at that point in my life it was the best thing to get a job.
3: Yes, my degree is
4: like in uh, food science and nutrition, and Mm -hmm. I liked it. I liked it at the time. But then I did not pursue that career, if you know what I mean.
3: I know um, exactly what you mean. A lot of teachers and... took took that same that same path that and a lot of people didn't realize this is what they wanted to do. But that's the beautiful thing about teaching. You can you can do it anytime.
4: Absolutely. And then, you know, the pro of it is that I had this uh, past life in hospitality. And now <laughs> I can actually assist people, you know, in that field as well. Yeah. And so that's cool. Yeah,
3: I think that's a great, great point. And the great message is never too late. And, you know, you you can definitely do it um, if there's something you want to do. And it doesn't have to be a full time 50 hour a week commitment. It can be something you start off slowly and and build up gradually. That's wonderful. Great advice for new teachers there, Erica. So um, where can our listeners connect with you and where can they find out more about you and, and what they do or what you do?
4: Yeah. Doing? So I am still building my website, uh, but I have an Instagram page, Instagram account at underscore learning with Erica. And I have an email address, which is start at learning with Erica.co.uk. And yeah, so if you want to connect with me, it's going Absolutely. To be <laughs> i will
3: add those in the description of the show so you'll find those just underneath your icons on your thank podcast you. player all right well that was a very insightful and very interesting and useful um chat erica thank you so much uh with your um for giving your advice for new teachers and um yeah please do connect with erica if you would like to learn more thank you so much
4: thank you very much
3: so once again, another big thank you to Erica for joining us on this week's episode, sharing her journey of how she made the leap into ESL and the challenges she faced, but she actually overcame them and she's now starting her new career as an ESL teacher. So I hope you found that quite um, useful and inspirational as well. All right, before we wrap up for another episode this week, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast. You can send us an email if you have any questions to ESL Talk Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at esl-talk.com, our website, where you can apply to be a guest, find all of our previous episodes for free. And you can also follow us on YouTube as well. Just search ESL Talk Podcast and subscribe, where you can watch and listen to all of our previous episodes too. So that is it for this week. We'll be back again next week for another brand new episode. Thank you so much for joining us and see you soon on ESL Talk. Bye-bye.
0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit juvederm.com. That's J U V E D E R M.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.